and welcome to I Am Not Okay With Day. I am your host, Day, and today I'm so excited because we have a guest, another special guest, Aisha Madden, host of More Than A Mama series on Instagram, is joining me. We have an awesome conversation about her experience as a new mom and her inspiration for the More Than A Mama series, so stay tuned for that. You're in for a treat. Here is Aisha. Welcome, Aisha, to the podcast. Okay, I do the singing thing every time I introduce anybody. I can't help it. I love that. Welcome. I am very, very excited to have you on today. Um, This podcast, this is going to be very different because this is something I cannot relate to at all. (laughs) But that's why I'm so excited to get to talk to you about this because I know that a lot of the listeners are parents. And so I know they're going to relate to a lot of the things that you have to say. So a little background of Aisha and I, we went to college together, right? But I think you... Yes, Oakwood. Yes. But I think that you are like a year or two above me. Well, when did you graduate? 2013, but I should have graduated 2012. Oh, uh, okay. See, I graduated 2015, but I should have graduated 2014. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. So yeah, because story. right, I did a year. I did a year abroad in Argentina, so like that, like extended it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we knew each other from school, but we didn't really talk that much. Actually, no, we only we started talking like recently after years after. Fun fact: It's a little bit depressing now, but Aisha and I we shared. I we shared in the past the same wedding anniversary. So I think that that yes. is the thing that. That like I was like okay yes I see you <laughs> yes I mean it's no longer the case but it's fine we're fine <laughs> yes it's fine we are connecting in other ways in a different way that. in an equally important way I think yes yes okay well let's get started so Aisha I hope now that you're familiar that we always do our some type of way segment you're our guest today, so I'm going to let you take it away first. So this might not be something that is big for other people, but recently this has been really like ticking me off. Like it's upsetting me when people say instead of good morning, they say grand rising. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I have never heard that in my life. <laughs> Please, I hope the listeners, like somebody knows what I'm talking about. So lately, I've been seeing on social media, like some people have been saying grand rising instead of good morning, because they think that morning has to literally do with the other uh, definition of morning, like it's a sad thing. So now they changed it like to some 2.0, good morning, and now it's grand rising. I'm like, wow. why do we always got to be extra? It's a good morning. Doing the most unnecessarily. Like, no. <laughs> I will never utter the words grand rising. If we're speaking to someone saying good morning. It's a good morning. Like, it's That's morning so weird. And it's good. I don't. Plus, I don't people have been saying good morning for like the biggest since the beginning of time. So who's going to think that good and morning is going to equal the other morning? That just doesn't make any sense. Please make it make sense to me because I don't get it. 
But, you know, we always want to do something new and something catchy. Mm-hmm. I'm not joining it. Okay. Good morning to you. Good morning okay. and good evening. Like, what's going to be for evening now? Oh, it's gosh. Grand, I don't even want to think about it. Resting? <laughs> grand resting? I don't, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. My some type of way, girl, just been so much recently. I'm trying to think, like, what's going to be, what should I even say? Should I just go the, the the light route or should I get real, like, just deep with it? I think. Girl, just go in. Girl. Go in. <laughs> okay. So, I watch The Bachelor. I've mentioned this a okay. lot of times. <laughs> and you know what? It's been like, for me, The Bachelor is like guilty pleasure. It's really ridiculous, but I yeah. enjoy it because it's so ridiculous, right? It's a good escape. Yeah. But girl, lately, it's been so heavy with racial issues like a lot mm. of problematic behavior has been happening in the most recent episodes and the hypocrisy and i can't the the bachelor has gone on for like 20 odd seasons yeah. they've only had one black bachelorette and now one black bachelor and one biracial bachelorette and recently like some stuff's been going on but like there was this interview with the host of the show and the black bachelorette and in that interview the black bachelorette she was asking the questions so she didn't like she wasn't saying anything she's the interviewer but this guy he was going in about some pro he was defending basically some racist stuff from another contestant Mm. but on this day he felt like let me just be my true self and he was saying so many problematic things but this is what really got me everyone was blaming the black bachelorette like everyone is like she's she's like doing all this stuff she's she's gonna make him lose his job like all the responsibility of this man's actions is falling on her and honestly i'm triggered because i'm so tired of the black women always having to take on the responsibilities that don't belong to us you know like it's so frustrating and then especially like on a show as big as a bachelorette when you have the people who are sent like creating this narrative that it's all her fault like it just looks bad on her you know so that's been yeah. like ugh, girl I, this the thing that's supposed to give me like pleasure is like okay i can't i can't it's yeah, too real okay <laughs> No, it is real. Like, I get oh, it. I my get goodness. it. There's a lot of people who are upset about The Bachelor right now. You are not alone. Like, one Girl, of my friends is all over. Is watching it. Twitter, yeah. Facebook, everywhere. Everybody's mad. Instagram. When I go on Instagram, yeah. you know, when you go on the little like view page or the yeah. search or whatever. All yeah. I see is the bachelor, 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 bachelor. And it's just wow. like scandal after scandal after scandal. I'm like, yo, what is happening? It's too much. It's, it's too much. It is. It <laughs> anyway, is. let us transition into something a little bit <laughs> lighter, hopefully. <Yes. laughs> okay. So as I said in the introduction, I have here Aisha who has started the More Than a Mama series on Instagram 
Instagram. So we're going to get into talking a little bit about that whole series, where she came up with this idea, all that. But first, I wanted to just give Aisha a little bit of time to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Aisha Madden. I'm originally from New Jersey. Whoop, whoop, okay. New Jersey. <laughs> um, but I've lived with like different places. I lived in Michigan. I lived in Florida. Um, I'm now in Canada. So love that for I, you. I kinda, I kinda, <laughs> yes, yes. I love that for me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I live in Edmonton now. I am a teacher, but I'm currently on maternity leave for a whole year. Shout out to Canada. Yes, Canada. For letting that be a thing. Listen, um, you guys, Canada gives a whole year of maternity leave. Like, if that's yeah. not enough to go to Canada, I don't know what else is, okay? I don't know. You guys should come. You guys <laughs> yes. Should come. Um, I am a wife. I've been married for five years, going on six. Okay. Um, and I am a mommy to an eight month old. He actually will be nine months in like two days. Wow. I can't Um, believe he's that old already. I know. You guys, he is so cute. (laughs) He's crawling. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) He is. But I also like to, where I've named myself this, is your, uh, your neighborhood mom support person. Your friendly neighbor, mom support person. Yes. And let me tell you guys, Aisha is so supportive, not just to moms, okay? Because she be supporting the podcast all the time on a weekly basis. She's a real one. We we stand supportive women, okay? We stand Aisha over here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Awesome. Okay. So Aisha, you said you've been married for almost six years now and you just had a baby. So you're a first time mom. What is that like? Why don't you share with us what has it been like being a new mom? Well, it's definitely been a huge learning curve. Like that's for sure. Yeah. Um, We had some plans like for things to happen, but obviously, uh, you know, that becoming a parent in a pandemic is a totally different whole thing. So our parents, both sets of our parents currently live in the United States in Las Vegas and New Mm -hmm. Jersey. Mm -hmm. So they have not seen their grandson except for, you know, duo, Google duo, we thank God, and like some pictures and photos. Yeah. Originally, both my mom and my mother-in-law were supposed to come and stay in the beginning. Um, So me, I like to like have things in order, like, okay, they're going to come this week, and then the next person will come this week, and this, this, and this, and I'm like, oh, snap, all my plans are done I had to take a minute to mourn that because I actually was like man this is crazy my plans are like totally um changed so it was it was a huge learning curve I don't think that you could really I don't think there's as much advice as possible that they can give or that anyone can give um because it's your experience is your child um so many things are different so I don't think I would I don't think anyone is prepared. Let's just say that because I yeah. want to set some people free. You can never be fully prepared mm-hmm. for anything, really, because True. might go left. 
Girl, I was going to say so, the same thing about marriage because that's the only thing I can relate yes. to at this point. It's like yeah. you theoretically know, okay, like it's not going to be easy. Like this is all the, these are the, the things that people say to look forward to or to prepare for. But like when you're in it, it's yeah. just a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah, girl. I didn't even, I didn't even think about the pandemic, but yes, we've been in a pandemic. So wait, yes. did you give birth during the pandemic? Yes, I did. So wow. my son was born on the 4th. Thankfully, Daniel was able to go in with me because I yeah. know some cases, mothers were just giving birth alone. Like I would have totally right. Um, I had a plan and I like, after a while, I was able to deliver naturally. We thank God. Um, but after a while, your girl was not talking. So Daniel had to talk to the doctors. I wasn't even looking like my wow. eyes. Were I was just trying to get through the contractions. Girl. Okay. So let me ask you, what was like your birth story? Are you okay with sharing that? What was that oh, like? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm so, very interested. <laughs> so on the day before June 3rd, I thought I was going into labor. I had eaten spicy food because I do love me some spicy food. I okay. Like, we love it. Yes. He over <laughs> and he's supposed to come today. So I'm right. <laughs> so that didn't happen. It ended up being Braxton Hicks. Uh, okay. You guys know that it's false labor. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was happening, but then it went away. Like it was, I woke up at like 12 or one in the morning. I was like, oh, the baby's coming. We walked around. My husband was like, okay, when the light came out, let's go for a walk. Mm-hmm. So then after we went for the walk, I was fine. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, maybe not today. So <laughs> then the next day I woke up, same thing happened. So I was like, oh man, probably not happening today. But then like, I can't go back to sleep. So I was like, okay, what's going on? Then we took a walk. Mm-hmm. Daniel, my husband started timing the contraction. Just right. to see. He's like, um, they're getting closer. Like it was like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now it's like eight minutes. I think you're in labor. So I labored as much as possible at home. Wow. I was on my exercise ball. Okay. (laughs) I had all these positions because I was looking up things for YouTube. Like I'm a big preparer. So I'm like, okay, what's the best position to be? How am I going to prepare for this? Because you can't just wake up and be like, oh, I'm going to give birth naturally. Mm -hmm. It's going to be everything. Like, no. Right. So I looked up positions. I looked up different things to help me get through that. And laboring at home that wasn't that hard like they came mm-hmm. and then they went so I was like okay wow but then in the hospital once we got there it wasn't that bad as well but as the hours progressed girl we got to the hospital at what man I can't even remember what time that was maybe it was one it was in the afternoon so we only stayed in the hospital for like four or five hours before Ezekiel was born wow my water yeah, my water hadn't broken. Like, I was so gonna ask women, you that. <laughs> yeah, At some all? women their water breaks before my mm-hmm. water broke when I was almost like two hours before I started pushing. So That's some women they crazy. have it right away. Other women mm-hmm. they ha- they have it later, or other women even have to have the doctor physically break their wow. water because it's not happening. So th- is yeah. that that's normal? Yes. Wow. Well, it's normal that it could be that it's not always in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It could be at any time during your active labor stage. Yeah. Wow. You see, I mean, you, I'd be watching TV shows and then they just show you, okay, the water breaks and then everything starts happening girl, like right after that. 
because that's what I thought as well. And I'm here yeah. to tell everybody that's not the case. My water <laughs> broke when I was laying in a hospital bed. Okay, we're learning something new every day. We are, we are, we are. <laughs> I'm learning a lot already. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So then your girl asked for the epidural because it was getting out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> it was getting out of hand. And my doctor was like, um, let me put, so the nurse hadn't checked me for a while. They sent the nurse in. My husband was like, um, I think she needs to be checked or she needs to get an epidural. That's what she said. And so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> So, so how did you feel about epidurals? Like, were you one of those, like, I need to feel all the things? Or were you like, nope, give me the drugs? So originally, I wanted to definitely have an epidural. Like, I didn't think that I yeah. could even do a natural mm-hmm. birth, to be mm-hmm. honest. And Daniel was like, why don't you just look up some stuff and see if you could? He was like, I'm not telling you, like, this is my preference. I just want to mm-hmm. see you know, do some research and see how you can maybe go about the process, but I support you either way. Mm-hmm. So I just started looking up videos and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. I thought I had a low threshold for pain, but okay. obviously <laughs> not because, I wanted <laughs> because it was at the very end. I wanted the epidural and the doctor and the nurse is like, um, you're like at nine centimeters. So uh, by the time we get it, to you it's going to be too late and so I was like no no I need the epidural now so they it was like 20 minutes later I was like okay I can't take it anymore they're like um you're 10 centimeters it's time to go wow I was like oh okay the relief like after that the relief was in pushing like once I started pushing during those contractions I was like oh okay like, uh, let's, let's get this done once, <laughs> it, was, it was for a purpose right it did job see something happening mm-hmm. so or feel something happening so it's still like looking back it's still supernatural like i'm like yeah I did what and when like when he came out i was just like <gasps> yes was like, like, like I didn't what know is what that feeling like when you see it your was, baby for the first time I honestly felt like it was an outer body experience. Yeah. Like I felt like I was looking at myself, if that makes wow. sense. I was like, girl, like, what is you? What is you doing? What is me? And he's on my chest and I'm like, oh my God. Like all wow. I kept saying was, oh my God. Oh my God. Like I was just shocked. Yeah. Utter shocked. Did you yeah. do the emotional like crying? Were you and Daniel just like crying as you saw no. him? <laughs> we, we weren't. Daniel is not a big crier. Okay. He's a big smiler. Oh, okay. So when we got married, like he had this huge smile on his face. Yeah. I originally wanted him to cry, but he's right. So I was like, he's a crying <laughs> me though. So I'll take that. Yeah. And the same with Ezekiel. Like, he got really quiet. He was smiling. Um, he was taking video, actually, of everything. We actually have video of it. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, because he's into videography mm-hmm. and uh, photography and stuff. So that was his jam. We did did it that way, too, so we could share with the family. Yes, because they, they couldn't be there, be right? Yeah. So he has it on... Uh, he has an own film. Yeah. So we've already That's awesome. with the family and everything. But yeah, another thing is, and this may be true for some people, but when you like, I had no appetite. Like once really? I got to the hospital, they brought me food. I'm like, I'm not trying to eat. Like I'm not mm-hmm. even thinking about eating. 
But let me tell you, after I had that baby, I was like, give me all the food. <laughs> the appetite came back real quick. I was like, oh, <laughs> like the next morning, or I think we were there the next morning, I swear I had the best vegetable soup in my entire life <laughs> from the hospital with the, the little crackers. Wow. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It was the bomb and I can't replicate it. Like it was at the hospital. And I think about wow. that too. I think this is the first time I've ever heard anyone say hospital food was the bomb. Okay. Yes. No, it was. You were hungry. I, was just <laughs> I think I was just starving. Like I could eat. They eight. say that know, um, hunger is the best seasoning. <laughs> oh, yes. Because it, it felt like it was the best thing I ever had in my life at that moment. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so then like you, so you leave the hospital right away, like fairly soon after he's born. That's what you said, right? Yeah. So he was born at 745. Mm-hmm. We, we, I originally wanted to leave early. I did not want to like, I'm like, when can the doctor come in? Like, I just right. want to go home. Like that's, that was what I was on. I know some other people have complications and other things that they need to say, mm-hmm. like for sure. I'm like, it's COVID out here. Exactly. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. So we had to wait though. We had to wait to see an audiologist. We had to wait to see a pediatrician. He had to do all these tests and things. So we ended up having to stay overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved to a different section. So it was like post-delivery mm-hmm. section. And we had to share a room with another family, but it wasn't too bad because um, we were all exhausted. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not even thinking so, about anything at that point. Plus, you're not getting visitors, so it's not like the same. No, exactly. So it wasn't too bad. And we were there for a while by ourselves. So we were calling oh, okay. family, calling friends. Mm-hmm. And they didn't come till I think she had her baby maybe at 10 and they were down there at like 12. So I didn't sleep though that first night because I was just yeah. popped up off on adrenaline and I should have. Let me tell you this, ladies, <laughs> please try to sleep. Ooh, that's the number one reason why when I think of kids, I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> please try to sleep, please. I know it's exciting. Like I couldn't sleep. I was just like, I'm going to call you right. I did eventually sleep. I'm not, I'm lying though. I did eventually sleep at like from three a.m. to maybe like seven so I got like okay um but when I was asleep Daniel the nurse came I was dead to the world the nurse came he's like oh it's time for his bath Daniel took him Mm -hmm. the nurse and gave him his bath and everything and they showed him all the stuff while I was still asleep yeah um at that point babies are just like they're sleeping Pretty much. And they wake up, they're hungry, then they go back to sleep. It's fairly easy. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds pretty good at that time, at that stage. In the beginning, on yeah. the first couple of days. But then, you will be up quite a bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, you guys go home. What is that like, bringing the baby home? It was crazy. Like, I, I really was like, oh, I'm responsible for another human. Like, right. this is really heavy. Like, yeah. I take this seriously, but yeah, I got to keep him alive and make sure he's cared for. It was yeah. very daunting, I would say. Like, can I do it? Mm-hmm. Like, can we do this? Like, we're we out here. And especially since our parents weren't coming, I was like, yeah. we all we got. We all we got, Daniel. Right, we got to figure it out. Myself. 
that we got to figure it out so we have yeah. figured it out he's alive he's sleeping right now yes so we praise god <laughs> praise yes. so we're nine months in how would you say yes. you feel do you feel like you're an expert now like you feel like you got it down pat like how is it now yeah I will never feel like I'm an expert. I think it's smart <laughs> for all of us to say that as mothers. Yeah. Because it's always something new. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, I think I've changed my perspective. Right. I'm not in control of anything. You know who's the boss right now? Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. And with, if he needs something at that moment and is not in the scheduled time, guess what? You got to give it to him. Yeah. If he wakes up in the middle of the night and he wants some cuddles, or he wants something else, or he's in pain, He he's the boss right now. And that's okay. That's okay, because mm-hmm, he's going to get through mm-hmm. it. Um, I think the fact that in the beginning, I was just trying to like be so regimented, because that's just naturally who I am. I just, mm-hmm. okay, he's going to go to sleep at nine, and then I'll have this time to myself. And girl, after a while, are you being disappointed? You're just like, <laughs> how about we not how about we not be disappointed and just go with Don't the flow. set ourselves up for failure. Mm-hmm. Just go with the flow. If you get some time to yourself, and this is early on, I definitely encourage moms to set aside whatever time they can for themselves because yeah. self-care and mental health are important. Yes. But early on, it's hard to get that time. Yeah. Um, so you got to almost, and you, you know this signing up, but you didn't realize it mm-hmm. until you're actually in it that you have some sacrifices to make yeah, in some ways, but that doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice your whole life and your desires and your passions and your goals. It might be put on hold for a little minute, but we're going to get back to it. We're going to get back to it because that's what we need for our family and for our mental well-being. How, how hard was it for you to, because you said like you, a part of your personality is okay. Everything needs to be planned. Like, how was that for you transitioning that mindset? How long did it take you to realize, okay, this is not going to work? Yeah, it took me a while. Like, because I have this idea and I think I also had different ideologies. Like I thought I was supposed to have it all together. Mm. Generally I can keep it all together. Well, I was trying to at least or yeah. to portray that to others. And I felt like, not that anybody else said I had to. I just set these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. So um, I was just trying to keep up to an expectation I could not hold. Mm. And after a while, it took a while. It wasn't like, oh, one week, two two weeks. It was a couple months. Yeah. Um, it was therapy. I Amen. I saw a therapist, my same therapist who I've been seeing all mm-hmm. along. Um, and she definitely helped me. That's awesome. That. Yes, because I couldn't have done it. Like I was, I think I was going insane, but not to mention like the sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. your hormones are all out of whack. Like all of these things contribute and make things 10 times more heightened than what it right. would have been. Say you were getting rest or say, you know, mm-hmm. you were eating at the proper times when you should. So a mix of all that, I don't think I'm in. I don't think I'm an expert now, but I think I've just accepted the reality of go with the flow. And once I do that, I can't, I'm not disappointed. I don't expect anything. I just say it's a new day. Thank you, Lord. We'll see what today has in store. Um, And I try to get time for myself whenever I can. Mm -hmm. As time goes on, it gets a little bit more um, 
routine like I don't want to say schedule okay but it's a bit more of a routine um and then it will not be that much of a routine like you'll get it and then it'll be like oh you'll get it again and be like oh so there's <laughs> there's things here and there that you just need to be like all right let me just enjoy this mm. while I have it let me reevaluate if things change but let me continue on mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do for me You know, I love what you're saying because I feel like that is very relatable in that I feel like I do the same thing in other ways. Like I set myself up for unrealistic expectations and I'm disappointed and that things are constantly changing. Like you you do one thing and you're like, okay, this is working, but then something else comes up and it's like, okay, no, now we're going to change it. And everything is constantly changing and you have to constantly kind of like adapt. And I think that is something that's kind of universal. So I really love that you said that. What yeah. would you say is something that people don't don't really know? You know, people always say, okay, like when you um, are going to be a mom, expect this. But what's something that you learned or maybe a couple things that you learned that nobody told you? Yeah, definitely. I think the loneliness factor, I think motherhood mm. is lonely in itself. But if you put a mom by herself stuck in a house in a pandemic, it's a lot more. Um, But generally, motherhood is lonely. And you can be in a room full of people. And I know some people may have witnessed this that are not parents. Mm -hmm. I have before I was a parent. In a room full of people, but still feeling alone. Um, And it's tough because you feel like you're almost missing out. You have your, Mm. your FOMO because you have to be the one kind of on because babies want their mom, of course. They want their mom a little bit more than dad. They favor mom Mm -hmm. right away um, with the bonding aspect. So moms are pretty much generally taking care of the babies while dads take care of the household Mm -hmm. and take care of the finances and all that stuff. Um, So you technically are on. There's not really an off switch. And so you mm-hmm. feel like you're missing out, especially if you have friends or family members who don't have kids. Right. And you feel like, how can I still relate? I'm in this thing and they they try their best, but they don't really understand yeah. the magnitude of what it is that I'm going through. They try, they're doing the very best they can, but they don't really understand it. So I think it's the loneliness and it does go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage for me how it went away was because I found a mother support group. I love um, that. And at first it was just like, man, like each each couple of weeks that I was going, we'd meet one day a week. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I was just feeling so bad at that point. I was struggling like with anxiety. I wasn't sleeping even mm-hmm. when the baby was asleep because I was like stressed out about him sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so I was going in zombie mode, um, super anxious, like struggling with my hormones and everything out of being out of whack. But over time, sharing and hearing what the other mothers were going through, I was like, okay, like we're in this together. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the biggest thing for me. It's not that I want my problems to disappear. It's just to know that at least one other person fills me. Like, do you understand what I'm going through? Oh, you do? All right, let's do this together then. I'm not asking for it to be gone. I just want Mm -hmm. to know like... I'm not alone because people say that, oh, you're not alone. Like they just say it and throw it out there. Mm -hmm. But I need to know for real, for real, like, 
oh, I see Sarah there. And she mm-hmm. said the same thing that I said on Zoom today. So, yeah, that's a connection for me. It's not just the cliche, you are not alone. And right. everybody's up at the same time. That's cute and all, but it didn't resonate for me. Like, mm-hmm. I needed something concrete. I needed to see that person and feel that person's emotions as they shared the same or similar uh, stories. Yeah. You know, that is so interesting to me because that's not what I would have thought mothers feel like, but it makes complete sense because no, not a lot of people really get it, especially even with like par- your partner, you know, like yeah. he is a father. It is a new role for him, but he really doesn't know what it's like for you. So, um, and then of course, just the added pandemic, like you don't even have your mom there to kind of like guide you and be like, okay, this is normal, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I complete, I'm wow. I never, I never thought of that before. Um, but I think it's also amazing that there are support groups for moms for, for, all kinds of things, you know, but I think that's so awesome. And I think that, you know, that's a big part of why even I wanted to start this podcast because that idea, just Mm -hmm. knowing that someone else gets it, like you said, is just like, it's, it means so much, not that we need to like find the solutions, but just like, you feel me like that goes such a long way. You know, I love that. Awesome. Okay. So now you're, you're kind of like feeling lonely, but you found your support group. How do things like change in your marriage with your husband? Like, even when you're going through this lonely phase, are you, how did you address that with him? Did you address it? Like, what was that like? I did. um, Even before we were married, I had trouble like, um, expressing myself right so I use usually would like have little things that bother me and fester and fester and you know Mm -hmm. what's going to happen if you don't say anything about it yeah you explode so I had a lot of explosions like early on I was yeah it was a lot because I didn't know how to properly communicate and Mm -hmm. my therapist helped me with that because she's like well you have somebody else there have you told him this and I was like, no, <laughs> like she had to get on me because I wasn't like saying yeah. what was going on. And then all of a sudden, like something that randomly happened triggered me. And I'm just like, oh, this, 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 I'm like, this is not healthy. Yeah. And so early on, the first sign of like anything not going my way, I just low key had a temper tantrum because mm. I'm like, no, this is not because I'm upset about a lot of things. I'm upset because it didn't go the way that I thought. I'm upset because I have unrealistic unrealistic expectations for myself and for him. And so we, yeah, the therapist had to help me through that as well. It definitely mm-hmm. changed our relationship. Um because obviously because there's yeah. another person here. Exactly. Um and so we had to focus on him and we had to focus on, you know, just all we had to wrap our minds around a whole lot of things. As we mentioned, the pandemic and me, I was working from home before then. And then I wasn't, then my husband right. was working from home. So it was a lot of stuff going on. But eventually, like after counseling and after just being honest and authentic with each other, I think we are better for each other and better for Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, but 
I mean, there's still times when we don't exactly communicate in mm-hmm, the way that we, mm-hmm. we should have. But I think that before, I think there's growth in our relationship. Um, and the fact that I'm just not going to go off for every little thing. <laughs> like, right. it's not purposeful. And I, I'm choosing, you know, choose your battles. Is it a major thing? Are you going to even remember it? Like, I heard somebody say that. Are you going to even remember in 24 hours where you were upset about? If you don't, think you're going to remember it then it's probably not that big of a deal mm-hmm. like rest on it and then see is it still bothering you like tomorrow this time then maybe okay that's great um, advice it is it is I was like oh okay cool so um yeah we it was a journey like yeah. it was, it rocked our relationship I think it rocked a lot of people's relationship which and I'm glad that we had the time before we had Ezekiel. We decided intentionally mm-hmm. to have a few years under our belt of marriage to get yes. to know each other um, before Ezekiel came. We are both honeymoon babies, so we both celebrated with our parents their one year anniversary. Wow. Like by the time the year came, we were there. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we you were, were like, not for them. us. <laughs> no. Yeah. So we both decided to do that, and I think that helped a lot just understanding and knowing each other even if it was the qualities that we don't really like we knew Mm -hmm. each other and I think among that just having that helped us a lot yeah you guys had had a good foundation yeah Yeah. we had the idea all along that nothing like when we're in this we want to stay in this together Mm -hmm. um and so yeah it was rough I'm not gonna lie it was rough um it's it took a lot for us to get back to where we are and not even back to where we are. I would say we're in a new dimension. Like it's not what we were before um, because we have so many other things like to worry about and Mm -hmm. to get things done. But, you know, you just have to adjust, shift, reset and uh, move forward. It sounds like you guys have a really like healthy um, relationship and that you guys are on the same page with a lot of things so that when like stuff comes up, even if you're not communicating it the best way, like the goal is still the same so we can still get there, you know? And I think that's awesome. How, how has Daniel changed? You would say, or what have you Mm. noticed in him since the baby has been born? I've noticed more of a, and he's always been this way. He's always been a passionate person. He's always had drive, but I see a more sense of urgency if that even is possible for him, (laughs) but he, whatever he does, he gives 1000%. And I think having Ezekiel has heightened that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like, yeah, we were a family when it was just him and I, but I feel like Ezekiel made us just want to be better yeah, Um, and and want to be better. So I think he has ramped it up a a bit more with the things that he's doing. And he is definitely more organized um, and making sure that he is not balancing, but I would say um, prioritizing Mm -hmm. what's most important. And that is time with Ezekiel. That's time with me. That's time alone. Because let me tell you, uh, fathers need uh, 
self-care as well. Yes. Mental health changes because they go through a lot of things as well that nobody, Mm -hmm. we don't talk about moms. We definitely don't talk about dads, but that's another episode. Um, Yep, exactly. (laughs) But dads still need to take care of themselves as well. Yeah. He's done a good job of just taking care of things. I love that. Like when I'm not able to to do things and when I'm not, I'm not working. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing what I can with Ezekiel. He's, he's managed everything. He's cooked for That's me. Awesome. He, he's done a whole lot of things. Um, he's been great. Yeah. So I feel like he's has a, has a greater motivation to mm-hmm. be great. Um, because, and I think we both do. Yeah, like we do the thing. We are more passionate, and I think we have a idea that okay, we have our son here, so we're not holding back. Like mm-hmm. if it's something that we want to do, even if we're scared, we're gonna do it. <laughs> like I even if we love that because we have somebody looking at us. So like we mm. go and do our things that we're passionate about. His is photography and film and young people. He's a youth pastor. So he goes out and does those things and I, mm-hmm. you know, do my thing. And then we come back and we're just so giddy and excited just to get back to yeah. the just to get back to our family, because that's why we do it. Like we have that's more of amazing. a purpose. Yes. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's the opposite where the child comes in and all the focus is on the child that you start to just like neglect yourself, the marriage, everything. So just to hear the kind of did the opposite for you, where you are now like fueled with motivation and energy to really go after your goals, to make sure that you're setting a good example for your son is so awesome. I love that. (laughs) Okay, so what would you say are some of like your personal biggest challenges with being a mom? Um, Definitely, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but definitely being always on. Mm -hmm. Um, Most times I am the preferred parent. (laughs) Yeah. So he wants to be with mommy. (laughs) Um, But now he's come around. So we pray God and there's hope. (laughs) <laughs> that he wants he prefers dad like at first Yay. i was like i would thought i was gonna be like upset but i'm like no right. girl, take your break if you want to be with daddy run away like <laughs> i love have it a cup of tea or <laughs> so he recently let daniel and he has been letting daniel put him to sleep okay um, so that's one thing i don't do anymore like he will take a <laughs> bottle from Daniel he doesn't care where his milk comes from I okay recipe but now the bottle so I'm like oh I'm free a little bit I can go out on excursion (laughs) and so as time goes on it gets a little better yeah you have different challenges and I think you can compare the different challenges at different stages Mm -hmm. um but I think you change I don't think the challenges and the gravity of the challenges change, but I think your attitude towards them changes Mm -hmm. or I hope it will because we'll be so much better for it. Yeah. I love that. First of all, you guys, okay. I know that you're not perfect and everything like that, but y'all are goals like right now. Yes. Like I'm listening to you. I'm like, wow. Oh, and you know, you. but you know why I say that too, though, because you guys are not perfect, like because yes. you're able to be transparent about the struggles and you're able to, you know, be transparent with each other, make the mistakes grow together. 
I think that's awesome. And even with like, like you said, you're, the challenges are always going to come. And I think, like you said too, I think with each phase, each stage, just as it it changes, the challenges for that stage is going to change as well. But you yourself are growing. And so you become more equipped to deal with whatever those challenges are because of whatever the experience you had before. So I love that. So you kind Mm -hmm. of mentioned a little bit about um, your mental health before Mm -hmm. you had your baby and before all this and you got married and stuff, how would you say that's been affected now um, since? I think um, so before I've had, and I think it was having to do with those um, expectations that I couldn't meet. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it, first started out as anxiety towards those things like how am I going to do it how am I going to keep up Mm -hmm. and then when I couldn't keep up it turned to depression because I'm like what was me I can't do it and so I battled between those two things before and I battled between those two things after having Ezekiel but I think it was heightened like it I think mental health like you have issues before but I think when you bring another person into that, whether that's a relationship or mm-hmm. child or whatever else, um, it exposes a lot more, let's just say, because when you're dealing with it by yourself, you love yourself, you you can, mm-hmm. you know, do whatever you want with yourself, but other people, they will, it will expose something about you and you got to yeah. be ready. Um, I mean, even with yourself, yeah, like even with yourself, the thing is with yourself, you can avoid it. Like you can just be like, yeah. oh, it's not a deal. But when you're with somebody else, you can't because they're just out here holding up that mirror to you all the time and you yep. can't run away from it. No. So you're going to deal with it. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I had run away from counseling. Like, mm. I was like, oh, like I live legit before I started seeing my counselor. I legit had a breakdown, like boohoo mm. crying because something is wrong with me. And if I mm. go to counseling, that just proves that I'm all messed up and jacked up. Like I had so many bad connotations towards mm-hmm. counseling. But now if you ask me, I'm like uh, <laughs> 10 out of 10 agreed that yes. you should all go to counseling. <laughs> um, because once I finally did it and once I finally was able to unpack something Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I'm totally out of the water but I'm so much better than I was before Mm -hmm. um with trying to be Miss Perfect like I'm not and I'm free to say that I'm not and be okay like otherwise I would be like oh no somebody might see that I don't have it all together like Mm. that's anxiety that's anxiety but now I'm like okay and uh yeah I struggle today I did not do everything on my list today, but then I try to make it, I try to make it fun and light yes. like for some people. So I've done some reels. I've seen them. <laughs> we love them. And I'm like, okay, like one of the reels I just did in it. Somebody asked me to be a part of a challenge that yeah. says like, what was your most liked reel? So I was like, oh, I didn't even realize it was this one, but it was a list of like all the things that mm-hmm. I had to do that day. It was like cleaning, cooking, whatever else. And then the next scene, I'm going to take a nap. Right. Because sometimes <laughs> taking a nap is the best 
thing that you could do. Girl, because that was literally me today. I did that today. Yes, <laughs> yes. We applaud you. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I want to thank my mom and my dad. <laughs> no, you know. I, I, again, so relatable because I'm listening to you and I'm feeling the same way. I have that same like perfectionist, like I need to be perfect. I cannot make mistakes. Nobody can see me make mistakes. And it is so detrimental because then I'm just out here like with all the unrealistic expectations, disappointed all the time, the anxiety, always want to control everything. It's a mess, you know? I want to ask, when did you decide, like, you said you had, like, a mental breakdown. Was that, like, the moment where you were like, okay, I need to get therapy? Or what was it that you finally, like, gave in and said, we need to do this? I think it was after, like, right after that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I had talked about it with my husband. He's like, why don't you just try it out? And I was like, no. Then that's (laughs) when I had my whole episode. Yeah. And um, I had already looked up the lady and everything that she's right. She was at the time. Mm -hmm. Her office was like right around the corner from the house. I was like, oh, she looks nice. And I never did anything else Mm -hmm. about it. So I think after that, it was kind of a catalyst because I was like, girl but you can't keep going this way like mm-hmm. you can't keep going on maybe and now I don't think that something was wrong with me per se yes. I just needed perspective and I needed to gain uh tools mm-hmm. for me to better handle the challenges in life yes so at that moment I don't think anybody anything is wrong with anybody going to counseling in fact I think everything is right because you decided Agreed. you want to be a better person. Yes, <laughs> um, I love that. So, yeah, it took me a while to get to that ideology. But, you know, um, yeah, I think that was it. It was like, mm-hmm. girl, enough is enough. And I yeah. think we all, got it. we all get to that point. Because mm-hmm. how can you, like, you can't continue on. You are going to experience, continue to fail if you yeah. set yourself up. For these unrealistic expectations. So I was tired of feeling depressed. I was tired of being anxious. Mm. For what? I was over it. Like after a while, you're just like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm over this at this point and I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Period. Mm-hmm. I might do it out of anger, but hey, um, <laughs> we're gonna get through this because I mean, yeah, at a point in time, you just like, nah. You can't do it anymore. Was there any resistance? Was there any resistance when you started therapy? It, uh, yes. I would say I wasn't opening up as much. Mm-hmm. I definitely, when I started to, I was always crying. <laughs> like every time. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of tears early on, but they yeah. were healing tears. Yes. Like I needed to cry while I was saying that. I'm generally an emotional person. Mm-hmm. Like I cry for TV shows and movies. Like that's my thing. <laughs> Sounds like if it's my real life, oh, you about to get the water with thrill. <laughs> but um, yeah, lots of tears early on. But then after a while, I just got more comfortable. Yeah, it did not like happen week one, month of one, maybe. But after time, getting to know and my counselor, like she knows me. So mm-hmm. she after at this point, we're a year in, I think. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I need to actually look back and see. I'm not sure, but I think we've been here for a year. And so now she knows me at this point. She's like, 
do you like she's like i'm gonna be real with you right yeah aisha because i know you Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to do xyz whatever right and i love when you get to that point with your therapist yes when like, they just be calling you out <laughs> you can try it with me but i know <laughs> so let me tell you this i'm gonna keep it 100 with you you need to do this and i'm gonna push you a little bit because she always girl to do something. <laughs> and i'm like okay but then i'm so grateful for her like so grateful for her. Literally, like, you know, today my therapist told me, do you think that you're not just catastrophizing what's actually happening here? And I was just like, mm, okay, fine. I guess I am. <laughs> yes, it be like that. Uh, the call out is good, but it's also just like, you just be humbling yourself because <laughs> uh, it's so hard to hear, but also you need it, you know? Yeah. I love it's that. good, but it hurts so bad. It hurts. It's good, but it hurts so bad. <laughs> I also wanted to ask, what was your mindset about getting counseling before? Because you kind of mentioned like a resistance even to get counseling. Like, what was that mindset and how did that shift? So I think I actually had to experience it for myself. Mm-hmm. And another thing that shifted is I started following... Um, some people who started being more real and honest with motherhood or just with life. And I'm like, man, when they decided to be vulnerable and just say, like, keep it 100 with whatever they're going through, people are supporting them. So I was like, okay, I see that. Then I started following these social media, like uh, on Instagram, some mental health therapists and things else like that. So I constantly was seeing like things mm-hmm. on my feed that were supportive mm-hmm. of things doing like doing things for your mental health. So they said therapy is okay. Like constantly the messages are coming across my uh, news feed and my stories and reels like everywhere. So I was constantly surrounded mm-hmm. by positive messages. And I think once you've surrounded yourself with that positive message, you're like, okay, like, yeah, eventually I did believe it. I didn't believe it right away, but eventually I'm like, yeah, like other people are doing this and they're receiving love and support and they're keeping it 100. So why shouldn't I? Right. I started, I started doing that. And then so many people, it wasn't about the you know about the fixing of the problem mm-hmm. it was about the me too sis girl i remember going through that as well and i'm like yes okay, thank you thank you so much so now i can continue on because i know that somebody else went through this so it was the same yeah. thing from the counseling and the same thing when i decided to share my truth uh with others on social media and i did it also because i wanted to set some other people free Mm. because I don't want it to just be I'm sharing my story I always want to support people that's like my jam I just want to be there for people because I don't want people to experience loneliness I don't want Mm -hmm. them to experience that they can't be their true self um because I've kind I felt like that and I don't want to have anybody else have the opportunity to feel like that if I can be in the right You know, I think it's funny because I think that it's funny that you say that when you started to see other people embrace their flaws, Mm 
that that's when you were like, okay, this is not that bad. And that you were even in support of other people doing that, which I think is also a testament to just how we are with yeah. just the perfection with, but then like everybody else is good, but not me, but everybody else like good for them, you know? And yeah, it's the reason why even today and like YouTube, like vlogs are so popular. Yeah, you always think about the idea of just watching someone live their life and you're like, who would watch this but like people genuinely want to know that whoever it is a random person a celebrity their lives are pretty normal and they go through very similar struggles and we're all in it together you know there's mm -hmm. such um the relatability aspect it just brings us so much closer together you know even with like yeah. Like that's why all mm -hmm. these things are so popular now because it makes us feel more human, you know? I love it. Definitely, so I think that's definitely. a great segue into your More Than a Mama series. So why don't you tell us what was your inspiration and your motivation to start the More Than a Mama series? So my inspiration, so for a while. I was trying to figure out like, what do I enjoy? Like yeah. after being a mom, like I enjoyed reading, but at that time, like early on, I did not want to read clearly. Yeah. I can't even really see the words in a paper, but mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to like do the things that I usually did. So I'm like, yeah. okay. Um, but what really meant a lot to me was just the support that I was receiving. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, okay. So I want the support aspect to be definitely a part of it. Mm -hmm. But I also want to encourage moms to not give up because a lot of time, and I've noticed that a lot of moms um, give up, mm. you know, totally with their dreams and their desires. I was just talking to someone and I hope this is not a spoiler for anybody, but this is us. <laughs> and we yes. were talking about, um, what's her name? Rebecca <laughs> mm -hmm. and how we don't know much about her like we mm. know a lot about Jack's backstory we know about the other people we don't know much about her she wanted to sing but whatever happened to that mm. and so I think in the media in our lives we see a lot of times moms just do what they got to do but at the same time they forget about themselves yeah and sometimes they may live with some regrets but I am seeing more than now than ever is moms that are Still, like the bomb is moms out there. Yes. Still have things for themselves. And I think um, that what makes me a better mom is the fact that I have passions and desires outside of my son, outside mm. of my husband. That is just my thing. Yes. And so when I thought about that, the support, and also to realize that we as moms, we can do. A lot. Moms are superheroes. Mm -hmm. Like I just saw that recently that said it was a something I posted on my story and it said, I'm a superhero. Like, yes. Superhero, basically. And I was like, yeah, moms can do it all. And we can. We can. We have to believe that we might be we not might not be able to do it as everybody else does it, but mm -hmm. we're gonna take this 15 minutes or we're gonna take this 10 minutes to do something for ourselves. Whatever yes. that could be. And so I have other dreams. Um, I think 
I have the tendency to like be a workaholic and things else like that. But I think Mm -hmm. my purpose has shifted that. Yes, I am. I have other desires and things, but I'm not going to let that get in the way of what I'm doing parenting wise. But I think it makes me a better parent. Yeah. Like it's better for everyone. If we are pursuing our potentials, we're pursuing our dreams and not just letting them sit dormant. Even if I'm over here, like, how, who am I to, you know, start mm. this, you know, that imposter syndrome? Cause that's how we also yes. got together because of that. Because we, I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I was scared. I started this Instagram page months and months before I actually launched. Really? Like people had joined it. Two people had joined it. I'm like, oh God. Now I have to do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what? I did the same thing with my podcast. I made a page for it. Um, not like you months and months, but like when I was in the beginning of thinking about it, and people were I was like, I was like, okay, I don't want anyone to know. Like, how can I make sure this is hidden? And then someone found it. I was like, no. <laughs> I was I like, know, now I have to do I it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But praise God for those people. <laughs> yes because yeah I was scared like early on I was like oh how am I going to interview somebody I don't know how I'm going to act how my personality is going to be portrayed like I was worried about a whole lot of things um you know that because we had our own chats over Mm, we sure did but um but yeah I just decided to do that so more than a mama series it's all about you know encouraging moms and showing them examples of moms who are pursuing other things while still doing the mothering thing and doing Mm -hmm. it well. I love it. And you know what? I think in society, especially, there is this idea that you're like neglecting motherhood if you follow your dreams, you know, like you can't do one or the other. You just, you just is one and that's it. And I just love that you guys are showcasing that. Yes, not only can you do multiple things at a time, but like, that's actually a great thing to do. You're setting an awesome example. And I just, I love the series. I mean, girl, I'm not a mom, but I'd be watching it anyway. I supported it. I love authentic conversations. Like that's my thing. And so just to even listen to you talk to people who are going through all these different things and who are doing boss things. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I love seeing boss women being bosses too. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. I'm all for it. So it's awesome. I love it. And like you interview the people, your, your presence is great. Like your personality is great. Like, Anything that you're worried about, I'm like, I'm surprised hearing you say this because I don't even see it. Like, it comes across so well in my video. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And your page is growing. Everybody, go and follow (laughs) More Than a Mama series. Okay. You're not going to regret it. And Aisha, you post a lot of like really great quotes. I mean, you're very active on there, which I love, you know, Mm -hmm. giving me the jokes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You give us a little like sunshine on our Instagram pages. And I love it. (laughs) Thank you. That was a goal. Yes. I I mean, that's the, the last thing is, you know, what, what is like your ultimate goal for this series? What do you hope to accomplish with more than a mama? So my ultimate goal for this series is that I would know without a shadow of a doubt that mothers 
feel supported. Yes. I think the biggest thing is support. And and it's not, I, I want to reiterate or make it clear that it's not just about moms who just want to be, you know, open their own business mm-hmm. or moms who are doing this. It's about moms who also have hobbies. Yeah. Like gardening. And how does that benefit you? Like I'll yeah. have somebody on my show about that. Yes. Um, because I just want to know what is your passion and how I can support you. So that's it. it. Passions and support. That's yes. those are the two goals. <laughs> that you know I have. What? Listen, it's Women's History Month, so I think this is just like the perfect time to celebrate that. You know, and I love yes. that you're doing that all the time. Like yeah. hearing you say that, you know, like this is a, something that you've even been passionate about before this, just about supporting women, and then now that you've become a mom, like doing that to support other moms. I think it's so great, and I think. This is the kind of content, this is the kind of thing that people need to be seeing more of, you know, because it's not that it doesn't exist. I know that there are definitely women who are supporting women and black women who support black women. But what do we see all a lot of the times? Like we see all the negative, the drama, Mm -hmm. all of that. And I just love that we're not perpetuating that cycle here you know and that you're really trying to set not trying you're doing it you're setting a good precedent you know and you're setting a great example for your son for any any um other mom person because as i said even for me i mean i don't relate as i said multiple times (laughs) but Mm you guys talk a lot about a lot of things that are relatable, like even following your dreams, you know, I think Mm -hmm. I was just talking about this with one of my friends where, you know, now we're at a certain age where it's like, we're we're not even that old, but it's like, we're about to be on that 30 in the thirties. And we're like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what are we doing with our lives? You know, (laughs) there are things that I think a lot of us want to do still or have wanted to do, but, We did it because, okay, we got to pay the bills and we got to be responsible. And there's a lot of just like other things that cloud us. But just that idea of, listen, you can do both. You can do three things. You can do four things. You can take care of responsibilities and you can follow your dream. You know, I love that. And I think that is a message, again, that is universal. Everybody can hear that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay, guys, again, I'm plugging it for Aisha. Go follow her more than a mama. Is it more than a mama on Instagram, right? It's more than a mama series. At more than a mama series on Instagram. Follow her. So you come out with your videos, your um discussions every other week, every other Sunday, yeah. right? At mm-hmm. what time is it? 10, I think. So it depends on your time zone, but right. it's 11.30 Eastern time. Okay, 11.30 Eastern time. Okay, and that will be 10.30 Central. And then I don't know what the Pacific is. I don't know all that. But <laughs> we got 11.30 Eastern. So when is the new episode coming out? So the new episode is actually coming out this Sunday. I'm Yay. speaking actually with a speech pathologist. Ooh. Um, and she's going to talk to us about language development and I feeding of our littles. So I'm excited. 
so exciting. And just in case you can't catch the lives, because you go live on Instagram at this time, the videos are still there in the little, like, what do you call it? IGTV, right? Yes. So if you miss it, don't worry. You can catch up. That's what I always do, girl, because Sunday, sometimes I'm like, good as early. (laughs) (laughs) But I catch it on the IGTV. So go check it out. Thank you so much, Aisha, for joining me. This was such an awesome discussion. And I know that it's going to help a lot of people out there. So I'm so grateful. I'm definitely going to have you on again because I feel like there's so much to talk about. Yes, I'm down. (laughs) I'm down. This is actually my first podcast episode. I'm a little feeling myself a little bit today. (laughs) You killed it. You killed it. I'm so glad that you chose my podcast to be your debut. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay, well, thank you so much. And everybody check out More Than a Mama series on Instagram. Bye. Hey guys, so I actually realized that I did not, in our excitement, we did not do our What God Has Taught Me segment, but I didn't want to finish this episode without having that be a part of it because it's a huge part of the podcast and it's also for me a very important part. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that by myself. So here we go. So I've actually been reading in my devotion um this morning I decided to read Isaiah 43 and it you know it's just amazing that every time every single time this happens to me I need a word from God he gives it to me he tells me exactly what I need to hear in the moments and I'm just going to share a few of the verses with you okay it says here Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And I just feel like, wow, I really needed to hear that God is with me because honestly, I've felt so alone and I felt like all I'm doing is just suffering, suffering, suffering. And I felt, I felt like I'm trying to do this to myself. I felt like I've been walking through the waters. I've been walking through the fire and I've been getting burned. And I think that's because I've been trying to deal with all this stuff alone by myself and I cannot do that. And that is exactly what I'm learning. That's what God has taught me is don't try to do this alone. You can't rely on yourself. Like I'm relying too much on myself and I am burnt out. Like I've been actually talking to my therapist about that and that's what she's been telling me. You sound like you're burnt out and it's been just weeks and weeks of this constant feeling of exhaustion because not only am I like pushing myself to do things I really should not be doing, but I'm feeling like I can by myself and I can't and God is just reminding me not only can you not do this by yourself, but you don't have to do this by yourself. I am here with you. I am with you through all the good, the bad. I am here. 
you don't have to be alone. And I am really learning what it means to fully trust in God. You know, I said this last time, I, th- I said this, yeah, last week, I think, that I'm reading a lot about the different women and in every story, trust and faith is the topic. It's the theme that comes up every time, whether it's how to trust or how not to, because I'm seeing in the examples of these women, the ones who are trusting and the ones who are taking matters into their own hands and seeing how that's just blowing up in their faces. And, you know, I I think that when I am able to fully trust in God, I'll be able to have that peace because that's really just what I want. I want that peace. So I just encourage you all that whenever you're going through a tough time, whatever you're dealing with, go to God about it and just remember you're not alone. He is with you and he's in it and he's there and he can help. He can fix the problems, you know, like he is more than capable of solving our problems. He is greater than anything that we have going on. So I hope that is comforting and encouraging for you all. And that is the end of this episode, you guys. Um, I hope you enjoy the conversation with Aisha. It was awesome. She's such a great um, person to talk to. Again, go ahead, check her out, More Than a Mama series, every other Sunday on her Instagram page. You won't regret it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, bye!